everyone. Welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. My name is Jason Houtsma, and with me, Mr. Daniel Ornelas, as ready to make an appearance. How's it going, Daniel? I'm here. I'm popping out like Jack in the Box right here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got to make this quick. I was, I was just, uh, I have to take my my kid's cat to the ER. Oh my gosh! What happened? Did you man? did you did you know they make a cat ER? <laughs> no, I did not know. But does not surprise me. Well, it's, it's only in America. I can tell you, there's not one in Guatemala. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I was in a when I was in Italy, when you when you're traveling through these like these um, like between villages up at Cinque Terre, there's these all these little houses set up for the stray cats. That's crazy. So, <laughs> I so think maybe there is. Maybe it's global. I think it's a money-making scheme. I think it's. I think they're just like <laughs> donate to feed the cats, and then you're like, are there even cats in here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure she'll be fine. We've we've had enough cat drama on this podcast to, uh, yeah, to last have. a million years, so we don't need to. We don't need to add more. But I think she's going to be fine. Yes, we're believing for it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, just pray for my cat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really, we can. I think God cares about the little stuff, too. I do. Not to say that Ella's a little stuff, but you know what I mean by that. She is, though. She is a little stuff. She's like a little... Yes, yes. She's a very tiny cat. Yes, exactly. So if she gets into all a creatures, <laughs> All creatures, big and small, the Lord God loves them all. That's, yeah, facts. All facts. How are you, <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm down here in Louisiana, but planning to make my grand escape out of here for thanksgiving to go be with my family oh so, uh, so good. that's pretty exciting are you guys yeah uh, it's awesome are you guys able to gather with outside your immediate family or is it are you just like locked down no 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 we're not rounding up we're gonna be with uh we're gonna be with us uh, uh 10th avenue north mike and uh rob murray and my buddies from from nashville so we'll get together and have a nice thanksgiving dinner <laughs> <laughs> i like how you're like my uh 10th avenue north mike uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, name dropping. Bono told me not to do it, but I do it every time. I was gonna just hang out, uh, just hang out with my friend uh, bon, uh, U2 Bono, you know. Um, my my, my Coldplay friend Chris. Yeah, <laughs> not Coldplay Chris. It's uh, uh, Christopher Columbus, the world traveling. Oh, sorry. <laughs> And sometimes I just wonder where your mind is going. <laughs> it can go anywhere, trust me. <laughs> well, uh, I hope it goes to our interview because we have a wonderful guest today, uh, Carrie Job, uh, join us. We've oh, actually awesome. had had Cody Carnes, her husband, on the podcast. It's funny because she goes by Carrie Job as her maiden name, but if you talk to her on on uh, on like like the, her little name or whatever, like her avatar or something, it said Carrie Carnes, and I was like, oh, maybe I should say Carrie Carnes, but it's no. Carrie, <laughs> Carrie Job. I think is what stage we're going name. with. Yep, stage name. Big deal. Um, That's true. But Carrie, uh, if, if you are unfamiliar with her music, we actually have a number of her songs on Worship Artistry, which are, are all great. They're like big songs. Um, she usually has mm-hmm. one or two per album. And this time around, she crushed it with The Blessing. If you're unfamiliar with that song, you're living under a rock or something. I don't know. Um, but that song is huge. Timing of it, you know, happening in COVID. And so she's gone through, you know, creating an album did the whole thing like without the congregation there it's just an interesting story with how the timing of everything worked and just how how it's all come together and so um she's got a great great story to tell us so without further further ado carrie job
Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. We have had Cody on the podcast many a time, and we have finally wrangled you in. Welcome. Welcome to the Worship Artistry Podcast. Thank you. It will all go well unless you make me teach a guitar part. Then um, I'm out. <laughs> don't worry. That's my job. As long as you don't ask me to sing, everything's going to be just okay. fine. <laughs> okay, done. That's the deal. Cool. Well, uh, this has been a big year for you. Uh, you know, I was, um, I mean, you guys wrote and recorded the song, The Blessing. A few people have heard of that. Uh, it's <laughs> all over the place. Um, and then you've got a new album coming out or a new album that came out that's just all recorded live, but it's in this like one space. So uh, how long has this album been in the works? And did you try and make a pandemic happen so that your songs could be so popular? Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a wild ride this year. Um, we've been working on writing for this live album for like two years. And um, what's pretty crazy is that The Blessing was the last song that we wrote for the project. And um, with the first one that we released, because we, we wrote it and released it within like 10 days of, of you know writing it and felt really compelled to get it out. You know, people probably know the story by now, but, and then a week later was when the pandemic hit and it just, you know, uh, it was just something God used, I think, to just help people find peace, be reminded that he's in control, you know, all those things. So it's been a wild journey. Yeah, I mean, I had, I, I even had like my own personal moment with it. You know, we, we teach so many songs and I got to tell you, they come across my desk and I, you know, they are, they're all like your babies, you know, you love them all or whatever, but then, but they're yeah. also like so much work. And so you can get into like work mode rather than. Yeah ministry mode sometimes and so it's like all right i gotta learn this song okay cool song i already know the song a little bit let me check it out get going and i'm and i'm sitting there and i'm and i'm working on it and we get like halfway it was like the bridge started and i started just weeping oh. i don't do that often it's <laughs> a, a very rare occasion and it was just such a it was it was crazy like i like it was i just had this moment with god that lasted for a long time and uh and you know even like brought my kid in like went down and talked to him about it and like just to try and open up that world a little bit it's it is so powerful did you know when you wrote it or when you were recording it were you like dude this just has something on it or have have you even been surprised by by the response oh i've been so surprised so surprised um yeah when you write a song you feel like you're invested and you're like, this feels really sweet. But it wasn't until the demo came in at like one in the morning. Um, Cause we, we wrote it until like probably 11 o'clock at night. Um, they sent the demo through at like 1 AM right before we were going to sleep. And I just remember Cody was like, babe, you're going to want to hear this. You need to grab your AirPods. And I grabbed them and I just sat there with like tears rolling down my face. And I was like, what? This feels extremely special. And then when we did it out over the weekend, I mean, the video is what was captured. It was just like, it just erupted. And it was like a out of body experience almost. I mean, the presence of God was so strong and it was, now it makes a lot of sense because of what was gonna happen after that. But it just felt like such a, these truths that people really needed to be reminded of. And uh, we kind of knew something was up because that weekend when we did it, 
on like you know how you watch your socials like when you're when you get tagged your phone kind of like blows up with notifications and stuff and we were just like what is happening and it was all these little 15 second clips of people re like posting it from the weekend but like people um sharing it just 15 second clips and then people saying how do we get this where do we find this where do we find this so we just knew something was different like something was some, it was like a rumbling like Something was about to happen, so yeah, I'm glad we put it out when we did. Yeah, oh, it's the the timing could not have have been better. Okay, so when you have a song like that, and it's 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 one part of a much larger project, right? Like you've been writing a lot of songs. This happens to be one of them. This one feels like it has so much. Like, what does that do to the way that you perceive and and build songs around it for for a full project? Yeah, thankfully everything else had already been written. I think it would have been uh, a really high bar to try to figure out the rest of the songs after that had I not have written them all already. Um, it made me excited about the ones that I'd already written because I just, I had felt so strongly about them all, but I knew there was something missing. So when that one came in and we finished that, I was like, wow, it all is cohesive to me now that, you know, this bigger story that I've been trying to, you know, that I've been feeling. And I always felt like First Love, the, the first single that I released for the whole project, um, I always felt like it was going to be the first song we, we put out. Um, but the label was kind of like, man, we just would love to put an anthem out first. So God took care of that part for me so that I could then <laughs> put out the one that I felt really strong too. So <laughs> it was kind of all worked itself out. That's awesome. So, so what was it like then recording live without any people, with, without any people there? I mean, what, what kind of challenges did that create for you? Even just from being on stage and you guys are kind of like, you know, separated out and, um, right. yeah. What was that like? Yeah, it, um, there, I, there's so much I can say. My, my brain is spinning. <laughs> At first, I was extremely nervous about that because, you know, as a worship leader, there's a lot of um, ebb and flow with leading and, and helping the people connect and you're, you're being sensitive to what they need and how to transition. And so I had to kind of grieve that that element wasn't going to be there. But the saving grace in it was that we had done a, pre-production week with the team and it was so powerful and we had we had worshipped in the round all week for the album and so I was like well let's when I figured out we weren't gonna be able to have the people I was like let's just do what we did at pre-production and so they changed we changed everything about the setup and how we were going to film it and we set up in the rounds and um you know had to socially distance or whatever but because we were facing each other, it didn't feel, it just didn't feel weird. Mm. And we just worshiped together, you know, and just, I pretended the people were there. I just carried them in my heart. And honestly, it will go down in my life as one of my most favorite moments mm. because it was the, one of the most sacred experiences of my entire life. And um, it was very special. So the Lord worked it out. Yeah. When, when you say it's one of the most sac sacred experiences, can you, can you expand on that a little bit? Like, yeah, I think for me, um, I love leading people and I will always love leading people, but it almost felt like I, I didn't, I didn't have to worry about the extra stuff. I didn't have to worry about making sure the transitions were seamless and 
um, oh, this song has gone on too long. Let's just, we should move on to the next song. I just got to just kind of just worship the Lord without any other distractions or any other thoughts or any other worries. And even the, our producer that, that produced it is our pastor and our friend. And um, he told us, hey, don't be in a rush. There's nothing to worry about. The rush, I can edit anything out that, you know, if you just stand there for 20 minutes and the, the band just plays because you're just enjoying the presence of God, do it. And that just made it really sacred for me. It just, it was like a, a sweet moment that I got to just have with the Lord before the people were going to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So it was neat. I know. And then, so now you have these, all these little babies, all these songs that you're, you're putting out there, right? And you know, what, what, what's the response been, been to what you've, what, you've, what you've done? It's blown my mind. It's been more than I could have asked for. Everyone's loving different ones for different reasons, which I, I love that. Um, and it just feels like it was the right timing because of the response of the people. You know, they've just been so uh, positive and so grateful, you know? And so I've just been, I'm just thankful we, we trusted God with the timing and that we just went for it. Because it was, it was a scary thing to record like that, you know. Oh, I bet. But I'm glad we did it. Yeah. So, so how is it? So, you know, you're recording this. Cody's playing on the record as well, right? Mm-hmm. So you guys are married. You're like a, like a worship power couple. You guys <laughs> just put out all these, all this amazing, all these amazing songs. I'm always a... Uh, like I said, I've always, I've, we've always enjoyed having Cody on the podcast. I'm like, we got to get this guy like a jacket or something. Like he's been on so many times. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but what, so, so what is life like in your house when you're leading up to a project like this? Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> uh, this, so I wish you could see this room. It was my writing room, but it's been, it turned into just the Mod Podge like video center and then uh, I have a board in here that has all my, it's like a mood board. It was for my album. And so it's just got all this stuff on it. And then Cody's studio is usually really picked up and clean, but it turned into like an extra playroom. And so <laughs> that's got trains, planes and automobiles everywhere all over the floor. Yeah. Uh, it was sometimes to get anything done, we'd have to sit in the car just so we could think straight for a minute and not be interrupted by <laughs> a sweet four and a half year old. Um, yeah, you know, I think everyone can probably relate to that. It's just, we were just figuring it out as we went. Well, yeah, it, it, it kind of lends itself then to when you actually do the project, right. To actually then take those times. Like, like it was sacred. Cause I got to spend a long time there without I interruption. <laughs> yeah. We stayed at a hotel downtown. So it was kind of like a anniversary trip or something. <laughs> <laughs> I had zero complaints. <laughs> well, yeah. I did want to ask you, you know, it's funny. One of the things that I look at is I'm giving, I'm probably giving too much away about our, how we do our lessons. But one of the things I look at on an album, one of the first things is how long a song is. Cause yeah. I, cause I know just, just for my own first, I'm going like, if it's three minutes, four minutes, boom, I'm going to knock this sucker out. If it's eight or nine minutes, it's going to, it's going to be a long, pro- <laughs> going to be a long project. Um, sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> No, I love, I love the longer stuff as well, but I did, but that was one thing I noticed is that it really seemed like there's a number of areas on this album where you really were able to linger and, and spend time in some of those, like almost like more spontaneous, like meditative moments. Um, 
I mean, one of them, there's like two I saw clocked in over 10 minutes. And then there, there's like one that's like 14 minutes. But it's, you know, they don't feel that way. You're not sitting there like, oh, I want this to end. It just kind of keeps going. So it feels, it feels really natural. But what were some of your favorite musical moments on the project? Um, oh, there's so many. Um, I loved First Love because I, every time we would play it, I would hear different melodies and stuff of stuff I wanted to sing over it, spontaneous stuff. Um, there's a dueling guitar thing that starts to happen in Throne Room, which is really cool. Like the guitars kept just hitting off each other. Um, the strings in um, Your Nature, in, oh man, I can't think of all my moments, but just so many things. I just, everything was so rich. And because everyone had so much time, everyone just was kind of like creating as we went. It wasn't like stiff. It wasn't like overly planned either. It just was like, there was a space for all of us to just like chill and worship. And we really trusted Henry too, as our producer, because we knew whatever wasn't working, he would just get rid of it. <laughs> you know, Fix it, just Henry. Fix it. <laughs> ease. Yeah. There was an ease to it. So I just loved so many things. It was it was just so easy. That's what I loved. It was easy to just stand in the presence of God and just wait on the Lord, and it just felt so beautiful. And so, yeah. Yeah, well, it's 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 wonderful. Um, okay, you got to tell me about this album cover. You're stepping mm-hmm. out of a doorway into like it's it's like like it's it's like soft light. Like you got you got tell you got to tell me where this comes from. I, so I was super inspired by Narnia. I'm always very inspired by Narnia. Um, And there's a part of this book, of one of the books, where it talks about kind of where heaven meets earth. Mm -hmm. And they, he like, C.S. Lewis likens it to this blue, like, wall that you can stick your hand through, kind of, like. And so I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew I wanted there to be some kind of picture of stepping into an alternate reality, which is what happens when we worship. Mm-hmm. We, we step into just a different zone. The presence of God infiltrates everything and it just shifts the atmosphere. And so when I shared that with the photographers, the pink door was actually this white piece of styrofoam that they shot light off of. Huh. And then he overexposed it and added to it in um, post-production. And, but I, I like knew in the moment, this is the picture. Like mm-hmm. it was like a creative moment where I stepped through that and like took a step forward. And when I did, I like knew in my heart, this will be the cover. <laughs> it was pretty wild. That's awesome. That, that makes there, it much like, easier. <laughs> yeah. It just was very cool. And I just, uh, I surround, I surround myself with, people who know what they're doing and you know just as much of like it's important to have the lyrics be right and the music be right the art has got to be right too you know it's got to convey and and portray the right heart behind what you know something needs to say so love those people it's the Dwyers who did that well and it's an awesome uh it's an awesome it's an awesome thing when you can actually lean on people to really do their stuff, right? Like we always encourage our, our, our members and stuff like, man, try and get people around you that are, 
that you can lean on, right? That you're not just always having to be the one that's, that's running everything, but you can go like, Hey, why don't you handle that? And you know, sometimes you gotta be patient. It's helpful when you have all professionals around you, I'm sure. But, uh, (laughs) but it's, it's awesome though, when you can feel like you can release a project and really go like, man, this is, everybody did what they needed to do. And it's, and it's amazing. It came out awesome. Thank you. It means a lot to me. So uh, there's trust in that too. You know, you have to just, you just have to trust that the Lord has brought the right people and then you empower them to do, you share the vision. I always share vision. I always make sure I know in the spirit what I'm feeling and sensing and hearing from the Lord. And then I cast the vision and then let people run with that. So it's, that's helpful too. Yeah. That's, that's how, how, so how do you do that? Well, I think so often it's, it's hard to, you know, worship leaders run into all the time, right? Like, well, we want the team to go this way and everybody's kind of pulling in different directions and it's hard to get that like cohesive thing. So how, like, what are some of the practical ways that you, that you cast vision for your team? Um, I think casting vision is easier when there's relationship and that people know your heart. So, you know, having a team that it's family first and then business second, you know, like not just requiring everyone to just show up and be perfect, but doing it in relationship is really powerful. Um, two, like making sure they really are catching your vision. And if they're not on that page, then that might not be the right person for that team, you know, but just, you know, allowing people to fail too, like not always having to be perfect. Not everyone just, it's not going to be perfect. So that'll rattle me real fast. If like someone sends a mock-up of something and it's way off of the right thing and it's like, Oh no, this is it. This is terrible. It's going to be awful. No, it's like, okay, let's, I just have to have grace and say, Hey, can we try it again? And can I tweak these few things and, you know, just setting people up to win, I guess, is the best thing as a leader. Yeah. Yeah, that's all great stuff. So, uh, so what's inspiring you now? What, what, what comes next? Do you get to, like, step back and just rest for a little bit? Or do you get, are you kind of raring to go, like, oh, well, now I got all these ideas? It always happens to me. The moment, My wife always tells me, she was like, I hate making when you make albums because you hate it by the time it's done. You already want to make the next one. You never even yeah. finished the first one. I don't hate it, but you know, it's always like, oh, yeah, I'm on to the next, you know? Yeah. Cause you get that creative uh, energy and then you're like, Oh, okay. Now what am I going to do? It's both <laughs> for me. I have to rest because, um, I just reset that way. So we're going to rest, but there's definitely stuff in, in our hearts brewing. Um, I'd love to do some pretty versions of all these songs that um, aren't live and that just cinematic and, you know, just having some like acoustic-ish type vibe, you know, to some of these songs. So that would be fun. Um, Yeah, there's an ever-growing list of more things to do, but we'll save that. (laughs) Well, uh, so one thing I like to ask people a lot is who... who, um who influences you? You know, we all have our influences. You have a very unique style, but what, what musicians do you love that inspire you? Or is it movies? Is it cinema? Like what's, what are the things that, that kind of get your creative juices flowing? Yeah. Um, there's a, it's like a, well, it's a big spectrum. Um, you know, beauty, like the beauty you find in like Coldplay and Sigaross and, those kind of, you know, gorgeous pieces of music and the, the artistry of that kind of stuff, I'm always really drawn to that. I listen to a lot of girl singers that are really 
inspiring for me that just do different vocal textures and vocal things that I'm like, oh, I love that. I study vocal, like I listen a lot, like Adele and Julia Michaels and, you know, it's just all those kinds of um, textures. I love all that. When it comes to like spiritual inspiration and stuff, I mean, I'm, I'm worshiping with all the worship, like Bethel and Stephanie Gretzinger and Brandon Lake. And, you know, so I love both. I have to be careful, um, you know, not to overdo it on the mainstream side because I'm very sensitive to like atmospheres. So sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, I feel heavy and just, you know, oppressed or something. But um, so I try to keep it balanced. Uh, yeah. It's awesome. Well, it's it's come through with an awesome project for you. I'm really looking forward to teaching some of the songs. We already did The Blessing, which was awesome. And uh, we've got a few more that we're taking a look at as well. So thanks so exactly. much for taking the time with us. It's, uh, it's, it was good to finally see you. As I mentioned to you earlier, you know, you were a freshman at ORU and I was a senior. And my one of my greatest regrets of leaving music ministries was I was like, oh, man, I would have gotten to play with her. That, that would have been cool. <laughs> That's cool, though. Yeah, I love that. So uh, thanks so much for taking the time, and I look forward to seeing what, what comes next. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate you guys. So, Carrie, on my way, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, here we go. <laughs> no, just run with it. That was that was perfect. I don't I don't want to cut. I don't want to do edit, any editing. Uh, I got to so get to stupid. this. I got to get okay. to this. Uh, so anyway, just yeah, look. <laughs> talking of long songs, a 14 minute song. Please tell me we don't have to learn that song. You do not have to learn that song. I promise. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank um, you, Lord. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great tunes on the record. And, you know, just to her point, just kind of being able to linger in those moments. It, it, it's, it's funny. There's, there's kind of this, this, mo this place where repetition turns into groove. And so there's yep. these, and it requires you to like have the guts to keep going. Yep. And so for, for like some of those songs, sometimes they just kind of groove in the space. And at first it might feel like, man, they're just kind of doing the same thing. And then you start going, don't ever stop. <laughs> totally. It's maybe it maybe it's hypnotism. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but it's pretty good. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, speaking well, cool. of, speaking of pretty good, what time is it, Daniel? It's time for member mail. Why don't you go ahead and hit it, Jason? Today's member mail comes to us from Nathaniel, and he asked a very simple question, which I loved. He said, what is your second favorite instrument to play and why? I said, acoustic guitar. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count. doesn't count. I think, okay, so I'm obviously, I love my bass because I'm a bass player, but I think I prefer playing the drums than I do to a guitar, but I'm not as good at drumming as I am at acoustic guitar. But if it's just for the sake of my own fun, I definitely enjoy the drums. You know what? I would give the same answer. I I, I say drums are like therapy for me. I'm not oh, very yeah. good at them. And I, you know, and I have no grand aspirations to be a great drummer. But man, if I can just sit with a song, kind of what we were just talking about, like with the repetition thing, just if I can just sit there and have two different grooves that I go back and forth with one song and just be kind of like hitting on the two and the four, I am so happy. <laughs> it's just like a, glorious. a whole nother, a whole nother realm for me. And it's, it, calms me down it's something kind of creative and something fun to play with and i can try and just bomb and not care because it's only my basement that's hearing me and probably half the neighborhood <laughs> true that's the best and to have a drum kit in your house is glorious yeah it's and it's i mean and it is it's probably the worst drum kit 
in the world. <laughs> no, right? no, mine is because my daughter got it. It was a hundred bucks on the, on uh, on Amazon. So beat that. Mine was free from a friend who <laughs> okay. bought it at a Goodwill, and it's like okay, you win. You the win. symbol, you the win. symbol looks like a <laughs> like the crash symbol looks like a um almost like a heart rate monitor where you see like the the waves going up and down because it's just been every time you hit it, it like dents. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. At least I've got really good drum heads that I stole from Camila Cabello's band. Ooh, oh, fancy schmancy. <laughs> I got Name Camila Cabello heads. And, um... <laughs> and I'm going out of mic from 10th Avenue North for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Well, uh, after after I speak to Carrie Job on a podcast, yeah, I got some I got some <laughs> decent hi hats. I'm pretty sure they're uh, Taylor Hawkins hi hats, and um, I've got a ride symbol that's pretty decent. But that sounds awesome. Speaking of awesome, if you actually want to be awesome at playing music, if you want to be better at instruments than I am at the drums, you can check out worshipartistry.com where we have full <laughs> five piece tutorials for uh, worship songs. We've got like over 500 of them. It's crazy the amount of stuff that there is. And I actually, I did do a lot of my learning initially from the lessons on worship artistry just to kind of figure out how to hit the drum properly. And there's a, there's a great little series on just some real basic stuff and then the, the walkthroughs are just so clear it makes it really easy to do so I actually did learn a bunch of stuff on that and then I was like wait a minute some of these songs are too hard I'm going to go back to playing Rolling Stones and um, <laughs> and it was Truth. a great time so if you want to join that you can do that with a 21 day free trial over at worshipartistry.com or if you want to support the podcast just because you like hearing us and you like us you could always just give us a review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts we'd love to have you <laughs> <laughs>